0: We begin the Gemara Yuma the Medalef the Mishnah. Zok the Mishnah Hatinaykayis. When it comes to children, ein We're not obligated to hold them back from eating on Yom Kippur. In other words, menatere they're not uh, obligated to fast. Aval, however, mechan We do give them chinuch, we train them into this. And when does the mitzvah of chinuch begin? So the Mishnah here says, Before the year. When the Mishnah says the year, what is the Mishnah referring to? So Rashi explains, the year before the Mitzvah, so by a boy, the year from 12 to 13, by a girl in the year from 11 to 12, is the year that the Mishnah is talking about. Rashi says that's what's called Samoch Lepirkan. That year in the time before they become Bar Mitzvah. So means a year before that year. Or well, means two years is considered to be Samoch Pirkan and then one year before that. So in short, what the Mishnah is saying is, you begin being mechanach them, to fast two years before and three years before. In order that the children should be accustomed to doing mitzvahs. So this is Bechlal, the Chiyuv of Chinuch, that a father is obligated to be Mechanach's child to do mitzvahs. There's a fundamental question that uh, is asked over here in the Taysis Yishonim, that there's a famous gemara in Yevom that says that if you see a child being over you're not uh, obligated to separate him. You're not allowed to feed him an iser, but you're not obligated to separate him. So the question is, right over here it says that uh, you, you have to be... Mechanach a child, that he should be be b'mitzvahs. So why don't you have to... be uh, The same thing, Yisurim, you should have to separate him. So the Toises Yishanah brings two answers. One answer he brings from Rav Loza Mimitz, and the, which is the Ba'la Yireim. And he said that the whole Din of Chinuch is only regarding mitzvahs, not regarding Yisurim. That's what you see from our mission over here. The mitzvah the fast in Yom Kippur is not an isur is The It's a mitzvah, and that uh, there's a Chiyav of Chinuch for. Another answer he says that if we here, we're talking about the Chiyav of Chinuch, of the father. And just like our Mishnah says regarding this, the Gilim mitzvah mitzvahs regarding the Mitzvah of Inui, the same would apply regarding Yisudim as well, that a father has to separate his child from Yisudim. The Gemara in that says you don't have to separate, that's not talking about the father. That's talking about the bezdin or Bakhlal Klal Yisrael, that they're not to separate a child that they see that's eating an isser. Zog te Now what? now that it's said in the Mishnah, b'fnei that before the two years that are close to Isba Ba' Mitzvah, in other words, three years before, we're not to eat, so a year before that, year before Isba Ba' Mitzvah, for sure you have to be mechanachim as well. So why does the Mishnah give these two shiurim a year before the year before his bar and then a year before the two years before his bar mitzvah. Amar avchista, avchista answers like Rashi. It's not a question because the Mishnah is talking about two different kinds of children. Ha when the Mishnah says that the chinuch begins two years before the bar mitzvah, talking about a child that's a chayla, and actually says chayla means a child that's weak and doesn't have the Kayach to fast. And ha body, when it says that the chinuch begins three years before the bar it's talking about a child that's strong and healthy and he's able to fast even earlier. This is the way Rav Chista learned this Mishnah. The Gemara here is going to bring other opinions regarding when you begin being Machanach a child and then go back and see how it fits into the Mishnah. Um, Ravune, Ravune said, And as we'll see in the conclusion of Rav words, he's speaking about a girl, which her bas mitzvah is of course from 12 years old. So Ravonah says, Ben ches, even though he uses a Lashon of Ben, which is a Lashon Zohar, but it's speaking about a girl. Ben Ches, Tes, from eight years old, in other words, a girl that's strong enough, you begin being Mechanachor from eight. U ben a girl that's not as strong, you begin being Mechanachor from nine years old. L'shois. So the Chinechi is that she begins fasting some hours. In other words, whenever she's used to eating every day, so you delay her eating another hour or so later. Ben yod or Ben Yud Aleph, from the age of ten and eleven, in other words, either one or two years before the Bas Mitzvah, Mashlimin Midrabanan. So then she's obligated to fast midrabanon, the full fast. Ben Yud Beis, when she's twelve years old, Mashlimin midayraser. Then she's obligated to fast minatayra. She's, she's once she's the, that age, so then it doesn't make a difference if she's uh, weak or if she's uh, strong. She's obligated to fast minatayra. That's uh, what Rav Huna said, and uh, he concludes and says, We're talking about a girl. Rav Nachman Omar, and Rav Nachman says, and according to Rashi's pshat, Rav Nachman is saying the same as Rav Huna. He's just applying it to a tinik to a boy. Ben Tes from the age of nine, when his child is strong enough. Ben Yud, from the age of ten, child is not as strong. Or Machanach the child to fast hours. Ben Yud Aleph, Ben Yud Beyz, from 11 years old and from 12 years old, Mashlimin midrabanon. Then a year or two before the bar mitzvah, you have to fast midrabanon, the full fast. Ben Yud Gimel, when the child is bar mitzvah, 13 years old, Mashlimin midairaisa. Then he has to fast the full fast benatayre betinik, and he's saying regarding a betinik regarding a boy. So as I mentioned, Rav Hunan and of Nachman are saying the same thing. There are three stages here. In other words, there's the time when your mashlim. sorry, there's the time that you Machanach to fast only Shais, either three or four years before the Bar Mitzvah or Bas Mitzvah. And then there's the year or two before the Bar Abbas Mitzvah that we have to fast fully. And then comes the Chiv Menateira by Bar Abbas Mitzvah. Rabbi Echananama Rabbi Echenen disagrees and says, ha the Rabbonon, Lekke. There is no halacha of fasting, the full fast and the Rabbonon before your Bar Mitzvah rather, Ben Yud, Ben alef, a year or two before the Bar Mitzvah, machan, machan L'shois. Then, Chinuch, yes, you have to be Machanach, but only to fast additional hours, more to eat later than it usually eats. Ben is mashlimim 12 years old, by a girl, so then she fasts a full fast when atayra, and by a boy from 13 years old. So Rabbi doesn't hold of the concept that there's such a thing to fast a full fast when Rabbanon, a year or two before the B'mitzvah. so now let's see how this fits into the mishnah So in the mishnah we learned that they do not have to fast but we mark them a year before the year of their in other words again the lofne means a year before that year before the B'mitzvah, two years before. And lefnei means the, that a year before, two years before the Ramitzvah. So that's three years before. So how do we learn pshat in this Mishnah? We saw before Rav this pshat, that he said the Mishnah is talking about two different scenarios, a child that's a body, a child that's a chayla. How would this fit according to Rav of Rav Nachman, Rav Yechenim, Nachman. So the Mishnah could be interpreted according to Rav of Nachman's opinion, and we'll explain as follows. As we'll see here, the Gemara is going to say that according to Rav of Rav Nachman, when it says, Lfnei shona, and Lfnei it, it's not talking about two different shiyurim for a child that's strong or a child that's weak. They're both talking about the same child and the, the expression of shona and shiudim is saying the same thing in a different way. As the, the Gemara will now explain the Mishnah. So, Lfnei shona, what, did, what, what would that mean? L'fnei shana l'edivrayim. shana means a year before the year, before the, you're supposed to fast, mid So as Rashi explains, we're talking over here about the chi of to fast for a child which is a chayla. What did Rav Hone Rav Nachman say regarding a child which is a chayla from when do they have to start fasting the full fast mid One year before the Baran Mitzvah. Right. So when it says Lufnei Shona, so the expression of Lufnei Shona always means two years before that. So two years before the year that they're obligated to fast Medrabanon. Okay. So that would be three years before the barambas Mitzvah. That's the meaning of Lufnei Shona. It's, it's two years before they have to fast Medrabanon, but it's three years before they have to fast Menatayra. And, they, and therefore when the Mishnah continues and says V'Lufnei Sh'tayim, that, what does that mean? So the Bach here tells you what the girsa is. That would be a year, or uh, um, yes, a year before, two years before when they have to fast. So that would be, again, three years before when they are have to fast. And two years before when they are have to fast. Which again, at the, by a girl, this is at the age of nine. So this would fit according to Rav Hone and Rav Nachman. Again, so the point here is that both according to Rav Hone and Rav Nachman, when the Mishnah said, L'fnei and L'fnei Shnasayim or L'fnei it's not talking about, like Rav Chista said, a child which is a body and a child that's a chayla. It's talking about a child which is a chayla. And regarding a child which is a chayla, you begin being mechanach them l'shoys, to fast choice. When do you begin being mechanach this child l'shoys? So as Rav Huna said, that's by the, by a girl, that's at age nine, three years before her bas mitzvah, or by a boy. Rav Huna said, that's at age ten, which is three years before the bar mitzvah. So how does three years before the bar mitzvah or bas mitzvah fit into the lashon of lufnei shana and lufnei shteim? Because lufnei shana refers to the chiyav midrabanon, which is one year before the bar mitzvah, and lufnei shana means two years before that. So that's three years before the bar mitzvah. And lefnei shnasayim, which means that it's uh, three years before, so that refers to three years before, the bar mitzvah minatayra. So therefore, it's one and the same thing. That's the pshat, according to of Nachman, so it can fit. but according to rab Yechenen's opinion, kashia So there's a question, what was Rabbi Yechenen's opinion? Rabbi Yechenen said, there's no such a thing of being mechanach Four years before the bar mitzvah for a healthy child, or three years before for a weak child, like Rav Huna Nachman said, one or two years before the bar mitzvah is when you have to fast the full fast. in the Rabanan. so how do we put that into the words of the Mishnah, Lufne Shana and Lufne which means that the chinuch begins two or three years before, not one or two years before. So it doesn't fit according to Rav That's the question over here. Amalach Rav Yehchanan. Rav says. My shona oishtayim somoch from Rashi, actually. It seems like you changed the gears. So it's not my, but it's Aima. Aima, you have to read the Mishnah, take out the word lefnei. Shona oishtayim somoch The chinuch, to fast, sho'ais begins a year or two before the bar mitzvah. In other words, when the Mishnah said lefnei shona and lefnei shona that's the reason why we say that it doesn't mean a year before or two years before, but it means lefnei a year before the year before the Bar Mitzvah, or a year before, two years before the Bar Mitzvah. So therefore the Mishnah would mean two or three years before. That's a problem with Rabbi Yechinen's opinion. So Rabbi Yechenon says, we take out the word Lufne, and therefore the Mishnah means exactly like he said, a year or two before the Bar Mitzvah is when you have to start fasting hours. Toshama, the Gemara brings a brayse where it says like like Rabbi The Tane like, Rabe Bar Shmuel, Tinokei's children, Ein manas ain manu neisem yemakipudim. They're not obligated to fast niem kiper, al but we do train them to fast shana Ishtayim salmach laperkan, a year or two before the bar mitzah. Beishleimel Rabbi Yehchina. So it's according to Rabbi the niche. This is understood. Rabbi Yechonin, it's, it's it's clear here. This, this mission is saying exactly like Rabbi Yechonin's opinion. It does not say the term lefnei. It says shana oishdayim some of the a year or two before the bar El Rav Hunev, Rav Nachman, Kashi. But according to Rav and Rav Nachman, so there's a question here. Why does it say a year or two before? If according to them the chinuch begins before that, it begins two. Well, if it begins for the chinuch of Shoys, it begins already four or three years before. And uh, for 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 the chinuch, the fast, the faster, the full uh, hours, it begins um, two or three years before. So why does it say if we hear in the Mishnah Shanah Eistayin, and that's all? So the Gemara answers Amalach Amri Lach Rabbanon. So these two Rabbanon Avonan Av Nachmananziu, my chinuch nami diktani. When it says if we hear that you mechanach them to fast a year or two before. It means to fast, the full fast. So I just made a mistake a a second ago. I said that according to Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, you fast two or three years before No, you don't. You fast a year or two before the full fast. So that's exactly what this Brahis is speaking about. Rav Huna and Rav Nachman said that you fast three or four years before. But you have to fast the full fast two or one year before. And that's exactly what this B'rais is saying. It's talking about the full fast. Fasting a full fast with the Rabbana. Frag Do you refer to fasting the full fast with the term uh, uh, Hashlame? Uh, sorry, is this what's called Chinuch? That the only being Mechanachem? The Lashon of the Brai's was Mechanchanos on Lashonah. Do we refer to the full fast with the term of chinoch? But what we learned in the Brai's, it says Eze Chinuch. What is considered to be being a child for fasting a child that fasts two hours so he has to fast now uh, he has to be, be given to eat that is and within three hours in the day if he was used to eating three hours in the day we've given him to eat a, a, an hour later on the fourth hour of the day so that's chinuch so over here when it says that's referring to Fast. That's referring to being mechanach l'shois, like we explained according to the opinion of Rabbi Yechenen, not being, to being mechaneh hashlamet, to fast fully. That's not called chinuch. There are two different expressions of chinuch. There are two levels of chinuch, two stages. There's a stage of chinuch where you're fasting an additional hour, and there's the stage of chinuch when you have to fast a full day. One b'raise is talking about chinuch for shoyis, and the b'raise over here, the chan chanais shana yistayim, is talking about the chinuch of fasting the full day, and that fits according to Rav Huna of Nachman's opinion when it's a year or two before the bar mitzvah. Zok de gemara, zok de mishnah. Before I go to the mishnah, that I could just mention the halacha that the Alter brings in Shulchan Aruch. So the Alter paskins that a child should start fasting from nine years old or ten years old. So then he begins fasting shoyis. That's uh, Mid And the uh, Dal Terebbe brings from our Gemara. There's actually different ways how to learn this Gemara. The Riv has a different girsin, in our Gemara. Completely different way. Rav Hunna and Rav they are arguing. A koparim the Dal Terebbe, that you begin fa- fa- uh, for choice to be mechanach them from 9 and 10 years old. In other words, 4 or 3 years before the mitzvah to give them to eat later in the day. From 11 years old, the says then you should be fasting the full day, and that's both. Al Altarebbe says there's no difference between a zachar and a keva. That's one opinion. Then the Altarebbe brings Rabbi Yechenen, the second opinion, that from 11 years old and 12 years old for a Zacher, the Chinuch is only choice. You don't fast the full day, like Rabbi Yechenen said, you, you, you never fast, in the, you don't have to fast in the Rabban in the full day, you just M'chanach L'Shayis. And Al-Trebbah finishes off the Ikiris Kisfara Harishaina that you should be Mechanach from already age 9 and 10, and then from 11 you should fast a full day. But if it's if it's hard, so then you could only be Mechanach from age 11, like uh, the opinion of Rabbi Yechana. Zabka Ubra Shehiricha, Machilenayisai. So, Ubra Shehiricha refers to a woman that's ex- that's uh, pregnant, and the Ubra, so as Rashi explains, this is really the fetus that is smelling food, and therefore the, the woman becomes desperate to eat, and uh, if she's not going to eat, so Rashi says, this will put into danger both the mother and the child. That's what Rashi says. So from Rashi it seems that the only reason why it would be allowed for her to eat, as the Mishnah will say, is because both of their lives are in danger. If only the the child's life is in danger, but not the mother, so then maybe it wouldn't be allowed for her to eat. But in other it says clearly, even if only the child's life is in danger, it would be allowed for the mother to eat to, change, to save the, his life. So we give her to eat until she calms down and she's, her life is out of danger. A person that's sick and has to eat, we give him to eat. If there are if there are two doctors that are professionals and say that he has to eat, we give him to eat. If there are no there, we give him to eat when he himself is saying that he has to eat. Until he says that it's enough that he does not have to eat anymore. So we learned regarding Bakhlal giving an ubar to Iri when she feels desperate that she has to eat something. So uber, that, uh, there's a ubar that she smells and she has a taiva to eat from Bachlal it's not allowed for her to eat. Or to eat from which is not kosher. so we don't immediately give her to eat we try to calm her down first by sticking a spindle into the uh, gravy and placing it in her mouth and she can suck from it and calm herself down we place it on her mouth in the if she calm down so then good V'im lav, and otherwise if not, then makhi l'noisa atzmai, we give it to drink to eat from the gravy itself. V'im nisyash v'daytav, she calms down mutiv, and that's good. V'im lav, makhi noisa shumon atzmai. Then we give it to eat from the fats of the meat itself that she's not allowed to eat. She'ein l'chad dovar, she'eimed b'fnei nefesh. There's nothing that stands in the place of a kuach nefesh if her life is in danger. But even here, as we see, as the Rishayim explained, we don't immediately run to give her something which is us. So we try to calm her down without giving her from the actual listener. <rível> Besides the three Avedis of Avedis, Gilearais, and Shvikhisdomim, where we're not allowed to be over any of these the Avedis in order to save someone's life. So the Gemara brings a source for this. From where do we know regarding Avedisdom? That you can't be desire to save someone's life. The Tanya, we learned in Abrahisa, Rabbilazah, Aiman. Rabbilazah said, Imnemar, Bechol, Navshecha. When the Taita says, Bechol, Navshecha, Loma, Nemar. Why does it have to say, Sorry, Imnema, Bechol, Navshecha. If the Taita writes already that Bechol, Navshecha, meaning you have to give up your life, Loma, Nema, Bechol, Moitcha. Why does the Taita have to write, Bechol, Moitcha, which refers to a person that has to give up all his money for a mitzvah? If it says B'chol why does it have to say B'chol What the Gemara is asking is, if one is more difficult than the other, so then let it say one and we'll know the other. So the answer is, If you have a person that his body is more cherished to him than his money. So therefore for him it's more difficult to give up his life. So therefore the Torah says that he should even be ready to give up his life. And if you have a person that is ready to risk his life, then his money is more important than his body. So then, so the Torah is saying that he should be ready to give up all his money for the Israel of Avedizadah, which is what it's talking about. So therefore we see from here the Achiyot, to give up your life and not to serve Avedizara. This applies both in the case where a person is being forced to serve Avedizara or in the case of saving a person's life through using something from Avedizara. As the Gemara explains in Shabbos, taken from an Asheda to heal a person. is a you know From where do we know that Gilei is a are not... Um, are Avedis where a person has to give up his life. It says, Like when a person comes to murder someone, the same is in this case. What is this talking about? Someone that's being. So in this case of it says, it's compared what he is doing, this act, this um, relationship is, is similar to going and murdering someone. So the question is, Why is the Torah comparing what this person is doing to a ritzayach? What do we learn out from Ritzeach, from a murderer to this case? Elo, so the answer is, We're coming, we're using the case of a Ritzeach to compare and learn out to this case, but But we actually can learn out from here, from this case of a person being Ma'anis, a Naira to a Ritzeach. Manar, I made also, just like here in this case, by the night I made also, nitin lat So you're allowed to save her from this person that's coming, that's running after her to be by killing that person, as the postic there says. So this is what's called a raidif. When, when he's running after her to be so he's called a raidif, and therefore you're allowed to kill him in order to save the girl. Afritzeyach, the same applies also to a rediff person that's chasing someone to murder him, he's a reidif and you're allowed to kill him. So we learn that out from what it says here in this pasik by uh, Naira Meirasa that uh, you're allowed to kill him. But we also learn out from Ritzeach to Naira Meirasa. Ma Ritzeach, just like by Ritzeach, the halach is Yehorik Val Yavr, that you have to be ready to die and not be over in this. If, if someone tells you, go and kill somebody and if not, they'll kill you. So you have to die yourself we compare, the compared is comparing, the as well, If someone comes and tells you that you must go have this relationship with that Naira Merasa, otherwise I'll kill you, so Yehoreg Val has to be ready to die and not be able on this. So Rashi here is Medayik, the Lashon of the Gemara, it says Yehoreg, referring to the man, that he has to be ready to die and not have this relationship with his girl. But uh, in a, in, regarding a woman, it does not say tehareg that uh, she should be ready to die if someone is forcing her to have a relationship with someone and Rashi says the reason is because the man is the one doing the action the woman is compared to a karka ilom, which is the expression the Gemara says regarding Esther when she went she got married to HaShvedish and therefore by a woman this obligation to give up your life does not apply that's what Rashi says and there's a very lengthy thesis over here as well that uh, talks about the same point and Taisus over here brings a few different opinions about this. Why regarding the woman and the case of Esther specifically, which is what Rashi brings as the proof that this is not uh, applied to a woman, why there it doesn't apply. So Taisus brings another pshat, the reason it doesn't apply by Esther is because she had no hanav from it. And the Isra of Gilead is only the hanav Veda, and she had no hanav. But uh, Tasis says, Lai doesn't agree with this. Another pshat Taisus brings from Rabbeinu Tam is that in the case of Esther, we're talking about a relationship with a guy, and the iser does not apply. This Yehudic valyava does not apply by the relationship with a guy. There's also a machlaikis about this, in Taisis. Those are the few pshotim that there are regarding Esther, why she didn't give up her life. Now, the Gemara said that we're learning this out from Ritzeach, that by Ritseyach, you have to be ready to give up your life and not murder someone else. So regarding Ritseyach, what's the source that he has to be ready to give up his life? So the Gemara to answer, Swari. it's the Svara, It's logical. There's an individual that came to or and he said the master, the person that is uh, the the pod, the master of my village, said to me, Katle go ahead and kill this person. and if not, Katlin I'm going to kill you. So what should I do? Amalei, so he said to him, (coughs) Nikto (coughs) loch, you should allow them to kill you, Tikto, and you should not kill another Yid. Why? Here's the Svara. What do you see that your blood is redder, and you should save your life? Maybe the blood of the other person is redder, and therefore you should save his life. So as Rashi explains, the basis of what the Gemara is saying over here is, Usually, when it comes to all mitzvahs, you're allowed to be over on a mitzvah, and not, you don't have to be ready to die, because the Pasuk says, behem. which means that the Ebishter gives us only the mitzvahs to fulfill them, if we'll remain alive, not to die. So when the Tadus says that, reason is because the life of a Yid is more cherished to the Ebishter than the fulfillment of mitzvahs. So therefore, if you want to apply that over here in this case, the Isr of not killing another Yid and you're going to say that my life is more important because the Abisha cherishes my life, V'chai Behem. But over here in this case, someone is going to die, either you or the other person. So the life of the Yid is not going to be preserved here. So therefore you have to be it's not going to be V'chai Behem. So therefore the Svara comes in, how do you know that your life is more important than the other person? If you can't fulfill the V'chai Behem, so then how do you know whose, whose blood is redder? So therefore you have to be ready to die. You can't apply the Vechai in this case. That's Rashi's Pshat. So there's a famous the Dachreinim. Does the Gemara mean that you have to be ready to die in Because we don't know. That's what it seems. But others say no. The Gemara is saying it in this way of Dilma. But really the Gemara means to say Since, anyway, someone is going to die and you can't apply the Vechai which is the only source to say that by all mitzvahs, yeah, you, 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 you don't have to be ready to die, so therefore over here the whole pasuk haibam doesn't apply, so you have to be ready to die. The Gemara comes back to the halach of Yom Kippur, the halach of the Mishnah. There was an Ubra, a woman that was pregnant, that smelled food in Yom Kippur, and she became desperate to eat. Asula kameid the Rebbe, they came to Rebbe. What should they do? Should they give it to you or not? Amaluhu. He said to them, Zilu lachushula. Go and whisper into her ears, "The that it's Yom today." And let's see if it will calm her down. They whispered it into her ears, and she she accepted it and she calmed down. So he said to her, "The before you were formed, b'beten yidaticha. Even in your the womb, you already know the eibushter. The eibushter knows you." So what is it? Even in the womb, the the ubra, the, the uba, the fetus, that heard this, calm down. Who was the fetus that was born? This was rabi There was a tzaddik already in his mother's womb. Another incident, tahiyya ubra darha, ubra, that smelled and became desperate to eat. Asalakamadarabchanine. They came to Rabchanine, so the same thing, Ommah he said to them, l'chushullah, whisper to her and see if she'll accept it. V'la yilchusha, and she did not accept it. She had to eat. So they they said the Pasik on her, that this fetus is Zayru Rishoim Merechem, that Rasha becomes strange to the Elisha, even in his mother's womb. Nofik Mina, who was born, what child was born from her? Shapsoi, a fellow by the name of Shapsoi, Otsar Peli. And in his lifetime, he went and he would hoard fruits, hold it for himself, and, and through this, the price of fruits in the market went up. So Already in his mother's womb, we see that uh, he wanted to eat and he didn't calm down even after they told him that it was Yom Kippur on that day.